Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Real show begins. Trent Condon, good to see you. Same to you, Mr. Miller. Well done. Thank you, Trent. You, you lived it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we move on, shall we? And we're going to talk sports because that's what we like to do, you and I. And we're grateful to be given the platform uh, such as 1460 KXNO to do so. Tom Cakert coming up in about 15 minutes. We will preview, I think it's a tricky spot, Trent Rutgers and Iowa oh, tomorrow. Oh, yes. Don't you think? Absolutely. It is. Speaking of sp- tricky spots, Manhattan's going to be a uh, uh, not a picnic either. Iowa State, K-State tomorrow. As Randy Peterson pointed out today, I think it's probably in tomorrow's paper, but online, uh, Iowa State can do the Big 12 a big favor if they can pick off the league-leading K-State squad, we will see. Let's get Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune in here, take a look at that. Dylan, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan Mons. How are you? Doing pretty well, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Dylan. Well, you know, as we think back to this game, as we saw it, when was it? Mid-January, I want to say the game was played, and um, K-State comes away with a one-point win as Iowa State just picked the worst time to get cold. I think uh, K-State outscored them 10-2 down the stretch. Uh, this isn't the same team necessarily, this K-State team. Jara no longer part of it, but a nice win by K-State going on the road to Texas. This is going to be a tough spot. Do you think Iowa State's ready after a week off? Yeah, it's, it is going to be a tough spot. And I think this Kansas State team has kind of morphed into whatever they've needed to be. They've picked up some really, um, you know, really key wins and, and been good on the road. I think they're 5-1 and one, uh, on the road right now, and that win in Austin certainly um, put them in a pretty favorable spot. And I think for Iowa State, it, it was probably was a good time to have a little bit of a break just because you're coming off a couple performances um, in Oklahoma, Texas, and then obviously against TCU where you do well enough to win a couple of those. But overall, I don't know if they were humming as well as they were in the middle part of the Big 12 schedule. So I think it probably gives you a little bit of time to kind of get back um, on track a little bit and just kind of diagnose self-diagnose some of those things and, and see what you can do. But obviously, um, you know, going to Manhattan, it's, it's one of the tougher places to play anyways, even if Kansas State isn't at the top of the league. But there they are, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a heck of a test. I'm sure a big uh, talking point throughout practice this week was transition defense, getting back on the defensive end, and then rim protection. And with Jacobson and Lard, you know, you got a couple of bodies he can throw out there in a pinch he can throw around tally, you know, for a few minutes here and there. When you look back at that TCU loss and, and the conversations this week, how much was that transition uh, defense a part of it? Mm. Yeah, I think the transition defense and then the ball screen defense, too. Yeah. I think that's where they got burned a lot was, um, you know, even in the half-court set, certainly in, in transition defense, that was, that was a big part of it. But uh, overall, defensively, just way too many shots at the rim, too many easy looks. Um, and TCU was uh, not – they were getting them a little bit even against Kansas, but – Obviously, Kansas, even with a depleted roster, has a little bit more length that they can deflect some of that. But yeah, this is a um, these are kinds of situations where you need Cameron Lard to go out and be productive. Yep. You need Jacobson to be as 
as physical as possible, even though he doesn't necessarily have the size or athleticism of a Cameron Lord. So I, I think those are probably some of the big talking points. And, you know, there's there's concern about the offense probably a little bit just because uh, Shayok hasn't really been hitting um, with as much regularity as you'd like him to. Uh, I, there's 24 points against TCU where, um, you know, he scored 24, but they were a little misleading just because I think mm-hmm. nine came at the free throw line and he was one for seven from three. But I think it's, yeah, it, it kind of starts with the defense and kind of getting back um, back on task there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, look, I still think that Shayok's got a, a 30, 35-point game in him. He's been so snake-bit seemingly lately. Once these things start falling, tomorrow would be a really good day because Dylan and Trent, I like this matchup for Iowa State. It's not like, you know, they've got... I mean, Dean Wade seems like he should be seven foot tall, right? The way he plays the game. He's six foot eight. He's no giant. They don't have a, um, a Wayne who starts is, I think, six nine. Stockard off the bench is their other big. He's six eight. This should be a game where Cam Lard and, and Michael Jacobson maybe can do some damage, Dylan. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you, you know, you, when you think about Kansas State or talk about Kansas State, they're a little bit like Texas Tech in my mind where they're really physical and defensive-minded, but they don't necessarily light things up offensively. So I think this is a time probably where you can get some of those favorable matchups with the Cameron Mart in there. And obviously this is all contingent. We've talked about it a million times on him staying out of foul trouble and really guarding smart. Um, and, you know, Jacobson, he had a good night offensively against TCU, but he can kind of step in and, and make a couple plays and it, or at least change uh, some of the shots, some get some um, – you know, alterations of, of the looks they're getting, um, uh, it's, it's going to be key. And then I, I think, uh, again, if you can kind of get guys like Grant Alley to come in there and boo you in a couple minutes, um, you know, in the first half, you in the second half, um, it, it kind of sets you up a, a little bit better than they've been. So I think this is probably a matchup that, that you like. And really, they should have won that game in Ames yes. um, the, the other month. Uh, it was like a five-point lead and evaporated in two minutes. And and there you have the final score. So it was it was a weird game, and I think um, you know they're they're probably better positioned this time around if they can kind of do some of those defensive principles well. You know, Cartier Jara after he went down a week ago or so with the injury, he was one of the few guys on this Kansas State team that's a, a shot maker that can do it on his own. This is a team already limited offensively. Iowa State fans obviously want the win. The rest of the Big Twelve's got to want this win too for yes. Iowa State, though, just to bring them back to the pack. Do you see staying power? If you had to make a bet right now, Dylan, is K State still your pick to win this league? Yeah. <laughs> I sense a hedge, yes, Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Oh man, yeah, I've been kind of wrestling with myself uh, a little bit about what I think because um, with the DR news and then with Iowa State dropping that home game to TCU, it almost—it's—I've seen this movie a million times where it almost feels like Kansas, if they had some of the th- some things fall their way, that they could climb back up into the league, but. I really do like where Kansas State's positioned right now mm-hmm. just because they have done so well on the road and they've protected home pretty well, too. So I think they have, what is it, a two-game lead right now? Yep. Um, so I, I, they'd probably be my pick at this moment, but I still wouldn't rule out Kansas making some sort of run. I think it's one of those things where i got to believe it or i got to see it uh, to believe it that they don't win the league. So I think they'll have some sort of claim there. Um, toward the end to at least have a shot, but as of now, I'd, I'd probably go with K-State. Yeah, I'm going to go with K-State, too, and I'm probably with you on... No, I'm not probably with you on Kansas. I am with you on Kansas. This is a... 
Oh, boy, boy, Iowa State can do this league a whole <laughs> lot big favor if they can find a way to get back in uh, into this race, Trent. Go ahead. You, you know, it's funny. I've heard the conversation with Cyclone fans. you got to get the win, but they want to be the team to break this. I know they, they do. They don't want K-State to do it. It's so weird hearing Cyclone fans hoping that Kansas basketball, if it's not Iowa State, wins another regular season title. And they could, Trent, because since Akbaji has come into this yep. lineup, he is, boy, he's playing well, boys. D- Dylan, can you wrap your hand around that Cyclone fan base and what they're thinking? I get it. You want to be the team, but but to root for Kansas, that, that's almost sacrilegious. Yeah, I've heard that sentiment a lot, uh, and it's kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, I, I guess I see where they're coming from, where they want Iowa State to be the team, but Almost, you know, with 14 years of, of winning the league, I, yeah. I don't know if anybody should care uh, who does it. I think there needs to be a little bit more parity, obviously. But, um, you know, all the stars are kind of aligning where Kansas has, has been snake-bitten by injuries and they've dropped some games, um, you know, particularly on the road where they've been so strong over the years and why they've won the league. Um, you know, because you know they're going to probably hold serve at home. But um, the way they've lost on the road this year, it kind of um, leaves you susceptible to – getting upended so i you know I, I get where people are coming from but uh yeah i think you know you probably uh, gotta just root for somebody else at this point just to kind of get in there and end that streak kansas has who this week they have west virginia i think west virginia at home that won't go well i mean west virginia the only uh, win of the year was against kansas right in morgantown sure it was yeah yeah that's this yeah. week it's not gonna go well hey dylan any football news anything percolating at all yeah, you know what? It's actually been pretty quiet. I think a lot of the coaches have taken vacation after uh, signing day, and um, they started winter workouts, uh, what was it, a week back, a couple weeks back. So I think when the coaches get back next week, um, they'll really start diving into that. And then, you know, heck, we're already midway through February, and, um, you know, they start um, spring ball here uh, this second week of March. So that'll be here pretty quick. But uh, as of right now, it doesn't seem like um, there's much. Uh, I think when they get back, there'll be still some – graduate transfer recruiting that goes on and that could trickle into the summer but um really it's just kind of um you know the dead of winter and getting through winter workouts and and then like i said spring ball is is going to be here fast so hard to believe well dylan you're taking time away from uh, the wrestling down at wells fargo arena i just <laughs> left there a couple minutes ago so saw a little cyclone though punched his ticket into the semifinals this morning absolutely uh, gabe greenley is a 220 pounder uh, a sophomore so he's a young pup but um, he's really come on strong at the end of the year and, and done really well. And um, he had a pin in 64 seconds yesterday and then edged um, Landon Green from Iowa City West in a 7-3 decision today. So um, he'll take on Bo Lombardi from Valley uh, this afternoon. So that, that'll be a pretty big match. It'll be interesting to kind of see how it shakes out. He's a, the top-seeded kid. So, um, yeah, it, this is always kind of a fun week, and it's, it's cool to be up, up close to it and kind of see all these kids go out and, and chase this thing. And you can hear that match right here on KXNO. <laughs> well How about that? Hey, uh, speaking of wrestling, Iowa State, Kevin Dresser in year number two. Boy, we've seen a lot of improvements. I don't know how much you do on a day-to-day basis. I know you, you talk to Coach Dresser from time to time, but that fan base, building it back up, getting excited, it seems like there is some excitement again in Iowa State wrestling. Yeah, I think the first part of that was just to kind of inject some talent into the roster and kind of start to replenish it that way. I know Willie Miklas. Um, transferred from Missouri to Iowa State. That, that kind of helped on the back end. And then Alex Mackle was another transfer at the lower weights. And then they, they're just getting guys older now. Um, so it kind of mm. started with the lineup and, and kind of instilling that mentality that, that old, um, you know, Dan Gable 
Iowa mentality that Kevin Dresser wrestled under. He's kind of brought that to Iowa State and really kind of, um, you know, given some fight to those guys. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it, I, it almost seems like they're a little bit ahead of schedule from where, where maybe people thought they'd be um, being as competitive as they are, even in some of those losses. But, uh, yeah, I know they're looking forward to uh, bigger crowds uh, at Hilton toward the end of the season, especially. I know they put out a, a challenge to people to, to come in and fill Hilton for uh, the Missouri Duel on February 24th. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting uh, to see the building project, and then um, they're bringing in some recruits too. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch and, um, and talk to kind of – talk to Dresser about kind of what, what it's all been like to, to do it as quickly as they have. Good stuff, Dylan Montz. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, AmesTrib.com to read uh, Dylan, Travis, the entire sports section. Why can I never think of the young man, the other youngster that's over? Matt? I shouldn't have said that. I don't think it is. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and the youngster. Jo- yeah, the youngster. I, I gotta get it. There's, there's three good guys over mm-hmm. there. I'm sure the whole pe- the whole folks are the whole paper. They got a bunch of good people, but I do know the at least two of the sports guys, and they're um, they do a good job. We'll talk to Tom Cakert coming up. By the way, Kansas, they are West Virginia this week. Then they're off trend for, for a whole week. Right. Then they get at Texas Tech, home to Kansas State. Saturday, a week from a week from tomorrow, they're in Lubbock. Big Monday, K State, Kansas, eight o'clock tip. How big is that game going to be? Well, and if they go 3-0 and in that stretch, this one's a given, but they go 2-0 and at Tech at and then K-State at home, mm-hmm. they're winning the title. Well, if Kansas, They're getting a share. But if K-State holds serve? I mean, if K-State and Kansas collide and they, they haven't had a loss in between... You know, in between, before prior to getting there, so Kansas beats West Virginia, Texas Tech, K State would beat Iowa State, and who do they have? Uh, and then West Virginia. Oh, they got an extra game. Uh, they're not off this week, so they have Iowa State at West Virginia. Got to go all the way to Morgantown, mm-hmm. come back, and beat up on Oklahoma State. You and I might be suiting up for the Cowboys by that point. I mean, they have no depth trail. No. They have what did you say? A bunch of walk-ons, right? Three walk-ons Three now walk-ons. Are, are part of the program and. They're searching for more. So, but point being, if if K State and Kansas both hold surf to that point, and Kansas still be a game back, and K State follows, uh, finishes home to Baylor at TCU, not easy. Nope. Home to Oklahoma. So they're still in the driver's seat. They are. They here's are. What, here's what could happen. Iowa State can do this league a whole big favor tomorrow. Great big favor. And it wouldn't be a shocker Baylor or Oklahoma winning in Manhattan either. I mean, it'd be a bit of a surprise, yeah, but not a, a bit shocker. of a surprise because because K State their losses were to who didn't no, and they didn't beat they didn't lose to Baylor. No, they, they Texas lost, and Texas, Texas Tech, Texas and Texas back Tech. to back. Okay, and then they were down whatever it was to West Virginia. Right, like. and then they're going to be zero three and parlayed that coming to. Ames, right? Yes, yep. And at that comeback victory where they outscored the Cyclones in the final three minutes, uh, 10 to 2, to take that one uh, by a point. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. We're going to talk to Tom Cakert next. We've got barbecue to give away at 1145. We're here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. Miller and Condon, thank you for that, Trent Condon. A little, like a jolt of coffee. Yes. 
You like Clapton. I do like this song is so good. Mm-hmm. It really is. Tom Caker. By the way, I'm going to get Tom Caker in here before I say to you what I want to say, because I know Tom Caker will echo my feelings. Congratulations to you and Tara and your daughter, Ella. Thank you. A family of three is about to become a family of four. Yeah, right before football season. So, so right before football season? August 26th is the due date. What day of the week is that? I don't know. Hopefully not a football Friday. Because I think... Tom, good to talk to you, Tom. Jump on in here. Don't Doesn't the season start in late August this year? Isn't the first Saturday of the football season the final Saturday of August? Do you know? Uh, boy, I don't think so. Okay. Think 31st. Still... August 31st, 31st is that yeah, first 31st. Saturday. There you go, yeah. Trent Con, so, And you've got three days. All right. All right. 26. Well, Make it happen, it Tara. Still... Hey, let's let's set some betting lines on what <laughs> what the day of birth will be, and you know we can we can gamble on this trend. I like that. I like that. Hopefully, legally gamble on it. Maybe there'll be posted odds up at your favorite casino when we get to August. You know, that'll be about the time frame. I think that be. they uh, that they throw it wide open. If indeed it gets through, well, we certainly hope it does. No, all kidding aside. Thank you. Congratulations. Do you know? Are you having another daughter, another son? Do you know yet? Or? We're still a few weeks uh, until okay. we found out. We didn't find out with Ella. We made it a surprise. Ella doesn't believe though it'll be a boy. It's always okay. Her baby sister is coming. So we might have to find out this time around to, to ease yeah. the burden and the pain right. if it is a boy coming her way. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, Tom, uh, good to talk to you, Tom Kagan. Let's go back to last Sunday. You were in the building. It was a improbable. I mean, speaking of odds, wasn't the uh, the chances of Iowa winning at some point, like 99 points something uh, against that happening? Unbelievably improbable. What do you think this week like has, has been of practice for this team as they you know haven't played since Sunday before they hit the road tomorrow at Rutgers? It's probably been good that they've had this week off, and yeah, that was improbable. I mean, I did a little, wrote a little uh, TikTok with the win probability stuff the other day, and, and even with 30 seconds left, it was an 89%, 90% chance that Northwestern was going to win. So, <laughs> I mean, it was just uh, improbable, and uh, I still don't believe they won that game, but they did. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I I think from a health standpoint, uh, you know, Fran mentioned yesterday Nicholas Bear uh, uh, sustained a concussion at some point, uh, and they don't know when it was, and that really kind of concerns me that they can't kind of pinpoint when it happened. Uh, and then Joe Wieskamp's back is acting up, and he even said after the game, I don't even know how I got through the game. Uh, so they've had a week to recover. And, you know, when you come off a game like that, it's really hard the next game. So I, especially if they would have had to play like say Wednesday night, I think it would have been really rough for Mm -hmm. them. So from that perspective, it's, it's given them some distance from the, the sugar high of that, (laughs) that win. And now they can kind of get themselves back together and, on their business trip to uh, beautiful Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, You can't beat it. You know, back, back to bear for just a second. We saw him leave the floor, right? And, and he, yeah. and he didn't look like he was, you know, favoring anything. And that's obviously, you know, I mean, you don't see a limp with a brain injury. Um, but so there's, there's been not, nothing that they can pinpoint to. It happened here. Nothing at all like that. Oh, that's kind of strange. No. Yeah. They looked at the film and couldn't find anything that, that suggested, um, he got hit or elbowed or, you know, where you can, a lot of times, you know, most all the time you can figure out, okay. Yeah. The, you know, like in football, the guy hit his head on the, got hit and hit his head on the turf and mm-hmm. you know that's when he got concussed or uh guy caught in, in basketball caught an elbow to the head 
and uh, that that caused the concussion, uh, or or you know dove for a ball and hit his head on the on the the, the floor. But you just you don't know, and and that's really kind of concerning. That um, you know, but I'm sure they're checking him out. It seems like there's a pretty decent chance he's going to be recovered enough to be able to play on Saturday. So uh, that will be good if they can uh, have the bear cage out there. It will be. They certainly need him, and this is a road trip to Rutgers. It's Rutgers. They they are the, well, the the redheaded stepchild of the Big Ten, and football, basketball, doesn't matter. Seems like the jokes are plentiful. <laughs> but this is a team improving. This is a better addition to Rutgers basketball than we've seen in a while. Yeah, it is. They've got a couple of bigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rami kid is yep. how, how somehow he came back three games later from a dislocated knee. And I don't know what? how that's humanly possible. Yeah, he dislocated his knee, and he came back three games later. Uh, Shaq Dorson is yep. is the really he's a load. Yep, Johnson, uh, a young freshman, he's another big that's going to be a pain in the you know what? Yeah, and uh, and uh, Baker is a pretty good guard, but uh, to me, when they when they go well, it's because when they're really good, where they can knock a, a, a team that's better than them off when Geo Baker gets going and hits some shots. They just don't shoot the ball real well. And I, I think Iowa will be able to uh, handle them uh, fairly well in the post. But the big thing they've got to worry about, Iowa's got to worry about, is the foul trouble that they've gotten into in the last few games, uh, especially with Garza. And they got to keep him on the floor more, uh, especially in this game with the, the bigs that uh, Rutgers has. You mentioned Garza, and is it... Is it just as simple as that rough stretch because of the foul trouble, or is there something deeper? He was playing at such a high level, had that run of 20-point games, and just hasn't been able to get in the flow as of late. Had that ankle injury earlier in the year. Anything physically, or is it just simple foul trouble? It's just simple foul trouble. It's just he's got, I mean, you know, Trent, you watch every game. Some of those fouls have been of the, uh, let's just say, as Bill Rafter would say, ticky-tack variety. Well, and teams are, they're taking them baseline a lot more. You'll see that when they throw it into to the guys. I, th- I think teams scheming for him and knowing about his limitations laterally in terms of quickness. They're trying to have guys, the big guys, go baseline on him, and he's ran into a couple things and a couple of ticky-tack, too. Yeah, just uh, he's just got to, uh, and... and I think part of it is the reaction of how he played so passively, and he's try- uh, against Minnesota. You remember that first half against Minnesota when he had a- picked up a really early foul, and then he just played extremely passively to not foul to stay on the floor, and it ended up costing him because you know Minnesota just basically threw it down and and uh, and went to town on him for fifty five points in the first half, and uh, so now he's. He's trying to figure out how to play with a foul, and it seems like every game he picks up one in the first like minute or two, and it just gets him uh, to borrow a franism, gets him a little sideways, <laughs> and he's just got to learn how to just play. You know, speaking of play, let's try and forecast how this is going to play out, Tom Caker, because you take a look at the rest of the schedule, and I think uh, at Wisconsin is not going to be easy, don't get me wrong, but Maryland at home is their next game. Indiana's not very good. At Ohio State, they got picked off last night by Illinois. Uh, Nebraska, who knows where they'll be. They had a nice win the other night. Uh, they play tomorrow night, I want to say. Uh, yeah, the game, the, game, the uh, win over Minnesota was a Wednesday. It must have been Wednesday because we didn't work yesterday and didn't talk about it. 
it. But well, I I worked. Well, you did right. I was yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Tom, my my take on this was I just wasn't convinced that Iowa could get out of where they're sitting. See that is elevate any higher than six is where they are. Then Purdue gets off, uh, gets knocked off. Wisconsin we've seen get knocked off. Um, Wisconsin they still got to play. Maryland they've still got to play. There's a chance. Slim, maybe, but that double buy, I guess, is still on the table is where I'm going. I think a five is more probable, but who knows? What's your take on that, Tom? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you right now that it, it's the thing that they're fighting is there's five teams that have better records than right. they do right now. And, uh, but, you know, I'd even throw Michigan into that mix of teams that are scuffling a bit. Michigan's mm-hmm. two and two in their last four. They've got a big and, one tomorrow. Who do they play tomorrow? Oh, Maryland. A, Maryland. Maryland game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a massive game. And Tuesday night in Iowa City is massive for Iowa because they only play Maryland once, so mm-hmm. if they end up tied with them record-wise, mm-hmm. point. they would get the tiebreaker. So um, that's going to be a a really, really big game for Iowa. And I think, I'm gonna, uh, in my bold prediction of those three remaining road games, Iowa's going to get at least one of them. Oops. I don't know which one. But uh, they're going to get at least one. I I don't think it'll be at Wisconsin because that's so tough. And it's Ethan Happ's senior day. Right. Um, that's just going to be tough. And and I've mentioned this before. And Nebraska, that's uh, you know Glenn Watson and Palmer's mm-hmm. senior day, mm-hmm. and probably Tim Miles' last home game. I would think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, so there's going to be a lot of uh, emotion in Pinnacle Bank Arena that day uh so that's going to be a tough one um to get out of but but uh nebraska's offense is just so bad right they just don't have enough scoring nope. they just don't nope copeland loss was huge so um help me out with this when it comes to maryland since we won't talk to you before tuesday who, who's a bigger pain in the you know what for the hog i mean fernando's fernando he's such he's a man he, that's what he is yeah. he's a man and smith's going to be he, we forget he's a freshman good god he's good who, who do you think I was going to? I mean, if you're if you're Coach McCaffrey or what? Who who, who do you think that they want to limit? Because I don't think you're going to shut down either one of them. But who do they want to limit? Cowan. Okay. I, I he, or or C. Cowan. Yeah. Yeah. He makes think, it go, Tom. Yeah. He when he goes really well, they are uh, you know a top fifteen team in the country. I think when he go gets going well, because you know that Fernando is probably going to get a double double. You know that uh, Stick Smith is is going to get his, and he's just so skilled and so smooth uh, that he's going to make plays. By the way, it's almost worth buying a ticket to see Fernando against Tyler Cook. Yeah, it just is. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's two men. Two, yeah, two men yeah. going going to the battle, and both guys kind of like the jaw a little bit from time to time. So uh, that's going to be uh, immensely entertaining on Tuesday night. Anything bouncing around the football scene uh, before we get out of here? No spring practice, still a couple of weeks away. What are you hearing on the football front? A huge junior day, and uh, Blair Sanderson just put up a big preview, like 50 kids coming in uh, this weekend for a, a junior day visit. Uh, a lot of 2020, 2021 kids, uh, some with offers, some that they're still eyeing who may end up getting an offer. Uh, the commits like Deuce Hogan, their quarterback for 2020, is coming up from texas so they've got kids from all over the country coming in uh kids from alabama kids from texas uh you know so they're 
It, they've got two big junior days. The next one is on March 3rd. So it, this is a big time uh, because Iowa has traditionally now wanted to kind of get things all wrapped up by, you know, June, July uh, with the bulk of their recruiting efforts. So uh, this is going to be really important for them to get these guys on campus uh, and the offered guys if you can work on getting them committed. Good stuff, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. We will uh, talk to you a week from today. Thank you, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. You going down that path? See, I think they can get two of the final three road games. They got four. Oh, they've got four. Oh, I didn't include Rutgers. Yes, four, right. Mm-hmm. And then Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. In terms of probability, I would put... As, as most likely win, is that where you're going? I don't think I'd put Rutgers at the top. I wouldn't either. I might put Ohio State at the I top. I would, too. I would, too. Then Nebraska. Then I don't have a good feel. I think I will lose this tomorrow. Me, too. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same what's boat. The, what's the number? I mean, I know they're not out yet, but what is the Ken Palm? Uh, we got it projected here with our uh, system at four and a half. Ken Palm has a four, bumped it up a half. Okay. What about uh, what's going on? Manhattan, Iowa State, what tomorrow? One and a half. Cyclone's getting one and a half. That's what we're going to use for our Claxons. All right. So that's coming up. So then the home slate is what? We know Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana comes to town, right? Who am I missing? Oh, Rutgers has to pay a return visit. Yes, that's the other one. They get Rutgers two out of the next five. five? Yeah. Boy, not as easy as no, it once it's was. Not, it's not. And they're five o'clock, right? Yeah, it's, it's Iowa State starts. Well, for me, it's Michigan, Maryland. It's a good start. Eleven o'clock, Fox. Mm-hmm. Don't know what I'll do from one to three. Three, we've got clones, cats. FS1 at five o'clock. For Did Rutgers? the five o'clock window used to be as prominent? Now I know that marquee game tomorrow, Tennessee, Kentucky is mm-hmm. seven, but they've been parking maybe the day's best. Game at five. Why? They have, Do you know? I, I wonder, you know, there's been a lot of the UFC and the boxing on ESPN. I wonder if that's a part oh, of it yeah. where you can sneak that in there mm-hmm. instead of having the game at seven o'clock our time. It's because they show you the preliminary bouts, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, if you want to watch the main event, you have to, and that's a subscription service. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Yep. Or, yeah. It plus. is. Yep. yep. You know what we haven't heard of a lot this week? What's that? Hardly any buzz. In fact, no buzz. At all. Nothing. Nada. Where are you going? I'm going to the Alliance. <laughs> Trent, I think they are going to tank like the AFL did in week two. Yeah. There's been no conversation. Unless I missed it. Maybe I have. There was some early in the week. but Early yes. in the week, people were impressed by the level of play. With the exception of the quarterback position for the most part. Yes, which you would anticipate. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, there is, best case scenario, only 15 guys in the world at any given time that can be an effective quarterback. I'm coming around on Flacco, by the way. Oh, no, Ken. Yeah, I bought in. Ken. I'm in. (laughs) Oh, no. This is going to be a fun summer. (laughs) Almost fun fall. It It won't be for you. Yeah, probably won't be. I'm buying in. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that, right? Uh, We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's... uh, he can't be any worse than the Keenan era. Uh, I mean, he was great in Minneapolis. He could. You think it could? They won five, How many games they went? Five or six? I don't even remember. Yeah. I mean, the, the team I root for was out of it before Thanksgiving. Boy, that stinks. And if you're, you know, I haven't been in that boat very often, more recently. Right. But um, 
you know, if you're a fan of an NFL team, I always just wanted to get to the the the, the Sunday before Christmas still alive. Yeah, might need some help to get to that. Have a chance. Have a chance. Yes. Keep it involved. Get through bowl season. Right. And, I don't yeah. want to start looking at mock drafts when the calendar turns to December. You've done a lot of that this year. Lately, I haven't. I've done a lot of that with my Jets. Ooh. We're really playing bad, boy. Patrick Liney, what has happened to him? You're losing me. <laughs> You're losing and me. And the entire audience. Well, let's uh I let's think bring I was speaking out loud. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, how about some Claxons giveaway? Thanks for saving this segment, Trent Condon. We will give you four games. Do you have a tiebreaker? Uh, let's see. Do the Panthers play tomorrow or Sunday? That's a good call. Who do the PCATs have? How about the Drake Bulldogs, by the way. Yeah. They're they're a game out of first. They're a game out of first. Game out of first. What the job DeVries is doing. It's incredible. It's amazing what he's doing. Losing Norton. No uh-huh. way. No way this team could do it, and here that they are. That was the death knell, yeah. Trent. Norton can't survive this great and start. You and I bounced back, and they throttled Illinois State. Yeah, they, they made On a Wednesday? bunch of shots. I saw the yep. box, and they made a ton of shots. I mean, they get Evansville Sunday. We just want to do... Total UNI points. Total UNI points. Not, not, not in the game. Just the Panthers will score how many? Making the trip to beautiful Evansville to take on the Purple Aces. That'll be the time. So let me go over the point spreads we're going to give you. All, All our right. lines are busy, folks. If you're dialing in right now, just you're, wait. You're, you're we'll open to the queue to call here. Again, Claxton's Barbecue in Altoona. The winner will get 35 bucks. The runner-up, $25. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. If you have the most right, you'll win $35. If you're runner-up, 25 So we're going Iowa State as a point-and-a-half favorite over K-State. Not being beg your pardon. Get it. As getting a point-and-a-half at K-State. Iowa is on the road. They give four-and-a-half to Rutgers. I'm anxious to see. What the how Vegas many of our, spread is? Well, that, no, I want to know how many of our callers will today... Agree with us? Yeah, give me give me Rutgers. I think that's too many. Um, Valpo is an eight and a half point favorite at Drake tomorrow. Getting eight and a half plus yeah, eight and a half. I got to read. I got to yeah, right. And then uh, Tennessee is getting points at Kentucky. They are. Ken Do Palm you have has this right. Yes, Ken Palm has them. The number one team in the country is a dog at Kentucky. Well, I guess if they're going to breathe, that's where they would be. Right. And I have some strong opinions on a couple of these games. Well, we can't wait to hear them. We are going to unbusy the phones right now. 284-5966. 284-5966. First four callers, your chance to win barbecue. 284-5966. You know the games and the tiebreaker. Your chance to win Claxton's barbecue when Trent and I continue. It's Miller and Condon. By the way, if you're getting a ring, you're in. If you're getting a busy signal, you'll have to wait until next week. Phone's ringing, you're in. We'll talk to you when we come back after this timeout on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. <laughs> 1460 KXNO. All right, for those of you who didn't get into the Claxons Barbecue, maybe we can help you this way because it's time to pay your bills with 1460 KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword TAXI to 200-200 right now for your chance to win $1,000. That's TAXI to 200-200 right now for your chance to win $1,000 message and data rate supply. Claxon Smokehouse and Grill, you'll find them in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest. Hand rub smoked meat, serving a modern open dining room complete with a fireplace. Claxon BBQ, it's Claxon's restaurant, but the website is claxonbbq.com. Check out the menu. You will be glad you did, and we're going to help out a couple of our callers here, maybe get there uh, a little easier. We're going to give you four games, fellas. 
as it's all guys in the contest this week. We'll give you four games in a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets $25. We'll give you a tiebreaker. It is closest without going over. And Mark begins the Claxons giveaway. Hi, Mark. Hi, guys. Mark, uh, let's get uh, started with K-State. Is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. Who do you have? I'll take Kansas State. Iowa is a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Rutgers. I'll take Iowa. Valpo gets eight-and-a-half from Drake on Forest Avenue tomorrow. Take Drake. And the game of the night, maybe, in the SEC? I think the game of the day is in Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, I like how you're thinking. But this is a big one in its own right. Number one, Tennessee against Kentucky. Tennessee, the number one team in the country, gets two-and-a-half points. Take Kentucky. How many points will you and I score on uh, Sunday against Evansville? Closest without going over, Mark? 59. Thanks, Mark. You have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you participating. Hello, Nick. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing fine. K-State is a a point-and-a-half favorite over Iowa State. Give me Iowa State. Iowa, four-and-a-half over Rutgers. Take Rutgers. Drake is an eight-and-a-half point favorite over Valpo. Drake. Kentucky gives two and a half to Tennessee. Go Kentucky. And the tiebreaker, you and I points. Closest without going over. 73. 73. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Sean is next. Hey, Sean, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, K-State's a point and a half favorite over Iowa State. Uh, my heart says Iowa State, but my head says K-State. What does your stomach say? Because you're going to be eating claxons, baby. <laughs> uh, Iowa's a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Rutgers. Rutgers. Uh, Drake is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Valpo. Drake is giving eight-and-a-half. Yes, said, right? Drake is giving eight-and-a-half. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take Drake and just trust Vegas, I uh, guess. All right. Uh, Tennessee gets two-and-a-half from Kentucky. Kentucky favored. Yeah, Tennessee, please. Tennessee, and the tiebreaker, you and I points on uh, Sunday? 68. Thanks, Sean. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Rob uh, brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Rob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. K-State, point and a half favorite over Iowa State. The Clones, of course. The Clones, of course. Iowa's a four and a half point favorite over Rutgers. They're going to win by a dozen. Who is? The Hawks are. Gotcha. Drake is an eight and a half point favorite over Valpo. Drake. Kentucky, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, and you and I points, tiebreaker, closest without going over. And since this is kind of like the price is right, i got to go 74, right? No, we can go one. You cl- yeah, go t- I mean, whatever you want. I don't want to <laughs> persuade you. 73 you take- is the... Is the- is Highest, the high. Yes, and you've got 74. You I get see everything what Rob's above. doing. Yeah. Okay, Rob. 74. 74 it is. Rob, thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys have a good weekend, all of you that participate. Rob should have gone one. I'm, I'm still see, waiting for a first caller done. that's going to do it. That's what I thought. That, that's where you're going. But, all right. but our smartest caller? Which one? Is caller two, Nick. Yeah, what did he do? Because all four of his are, are the correct picks. All right. So, by the way, this is me clean up. The Ames Trib, uh, the, uh, not Travis Hines, not Dylan Mons, Hayes Gardner. Hayes Gardner. There yes. you go. Good call. I know that name. Indeed. Thank you, Whipper. Whipper Wayne Whips. Good guy. I've listened to it for a long time. So, Nick's got Iowa State. They're winning that game tomorrow. Okay. He's right there. So, you they say that with a strong conviction. Yes. He took Rutgers. I'm taking Rutgers on the money line. Okay. I'm going to get some plus money there. So, he's right mm-hmm. there. Drake is a covering machine. Second best against the spread. Uh, team in the country. 
No way. It's the Drake Bulldogs. Well, that's because Vegas didn't know they were good early, right? That's right. And but... that goes back to that old theory. If you're going to bet basketball and you want to beat the, beat the properties, mm-hmm. get them early. And finally, Kentucky. They're winning that game, too. No, see, yes, I, don't, I, don't, yes. I can't go there. The, Ten- the, the bounce back after the LSU loss, Kentucky. Yeah. Washington's a nice player, but boy, Tennessee's got a I like roster full of them. The alternate lines. I'd lay five and a half with a lot really money. Would. I, I think Kentucky wins this. Not handily, not running away, but they win it even a couple more than the two and a half we put out. So you won't get to see it? No. No, you're working tomorrow night. I will be. So tell us the schedule because mm-hmm. um, wrestling clearly moves the needle in this state and you've done it. Boy, you can tell you're passionate about it. You really are. It's so much fun. Uh-huh. It, it really is. Who are you working with down there? I had Tony Hager from IA mm-hmm. Wrestle with me today. Yesterday it was my buddy Nick Heeman, wrestling coach here across the state. He was in Creston for a number of years, New Hampton, uh, Denver is where he did a student teaching and, and uh, coach there for a few years. Been all over the state, one of the best coaches in the state, and it was great to have Nick. But his kids were sick, had the flu, mm. caught up with him yesterday. Oh, uh, so last he was night, sick. He, is he coming back tomorrow night? If, I mean, uh, fingers crossed, because mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. Nick and I have been friends since childhood, and, and having him up, up there and his depth and breadth of knowledge I think really helped the broadcast and Tony yeah, helping out. you do out. a good job, Trent. It's, it's great. I grew up, I've told the story, I grew up in a wrestling town, Grew up in Osage, loved the sport. I was terrible at it. I tried, tried many times, usually got pinned, but I still love this sport. Never and tried it once in my life. Being down there with the eight mats going there in the first rounds mm-hmm. and, and just it's wall to wall. You're bouncing around. It, it's crowd's been good. The morning session today, I mean, it was, it was stacked. There are people up in the 300 section all the way to no the top. Way. Yeah. And what will tomorrow night bring as far as a that, That'll be a full house. Uh-huh. That, that will be, it's a sellout every year now. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's incredible. It, it's something that the state of Iowa, you don't see anything like that. You know, boys basketball, girls basketball, which is great. But it's eight teams in each class. It's all told 32 teams on the boys side and 40. This is hundreds and hundreds of school. I love the small towns that converge in downtown. It, and it doesn't matter if there's one kid there or if there's 10 kids mm-hmm. there. They're coming. This is, this is their spring break. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. We come to... That's when we got two days off of school, Thursday and Friday, each and every year in Osage. You know those were your days off. And either got a couple of days off school or you came down to, to the city and got <laughs> to hang out for a couple of days and to see the people bounce around. So we'll have more coverage this afternoon. So what time this afternoon? I know you're taking some of Murph and Andy and some of the Fanatics, yep, right? About, this is approximate because it depends on how some of the other matches are going. But semifinals in 3A, right around 3.30. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Sipker's half hour. Well, I've I've already talked to Scott. Okay, and I've uh, told you know him, we're going to really PO if you know, if Scott you, Zipker's I, I do. Know. You and I will hear about it. We will hear about it because she's a huge fan. Yes, no. Th- this Scott will be on earlier today during Murph and Andy. Okay, I will take. Will about, he be betting his house? He will be betting his house. Yes, he, he has. Be. He has some strong opinions. He already mm-hmm. told me. I talked to Scott last night and gave him the heads up. You got to go early. About three thirty though. I'll be on the air. Okay. Semifinals till about four fifteen. Again, this is approximate. I might be on a 320, I might be on a 345, but right in that area, we'll bring in the semifinals, a lot of local kids still alive, trying to punch their ticket to tomorrow night, and then we'll go right into the Fanatics from there. And tomorrow night you'll be on the air at what time? 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll finish off with the Grand March will be going on, another just great spectacle, all the place winners that make to get to make their way around before the big stage and the three mats, and we'll talk about the Central Iowa kids, we'll keep an eye on all the team races that'll be going on, Southeast Polk and Waverly in 3A, that's getting tight. 
And uh, we'll take you up till 10, 1030 wow. with all the championship matches. Well, you're going to tape the uh, Kentucky-Tennessee game or no? Oh, yeah. That's on the DVR. I got a lot of work to do when I get home tomorrow night. Yes, you do. And we'll reconvene on Monday. We'll see how you did with those picks, Trent Condon. Thank you to Claxons. Thank you to, uh, to those of uh, you who are listening in here today. The podcast will be up at some point. You will get them up, will you not, Trent? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, those will be up at KXNO.com. Uh, Murph and Andy at 2, Fanatics at 4. The Rush starts another week, Monday morning at 6. Thank you for being here. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.